Thank you, Lord. If you didn't bring a Bible with you this morning, would you hold up your hand? We have extra Bibles. We'd be glad to let you use one of ours. And let's go to John 8, Gospel account of John, 8th chapter, and the uh, 31st verse. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Thank you, Lord. The uh, NIV says, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. The Weist says, And you shall know the truth in an experiential way, and the truth shall make you free. So we've been on this for some weeks now, talking about becoming a disciple of Jesus. And we see that just because a person is a believer, that doesn't make them a disciple. And the difference is in commitment. Different commitment level entirely. And uh, you can believe on the Lord and commit to Him that He is your Savior and trust on Him to be saved from hell and, and to be saved from sin. And yet, you can still be your own Lord and run your life. And the reality is that's how millions of believers operate. Jesus is not really their Lord. They say He is, but He's not. If He's your Lord, your life is no longer your own. You don't do your plans. You don't run your life. He does. And that's what it means to be a a disciple is that you have a master. And you're in training to become like the master. So uh, go with me to Luke 6 and let's remind ourselves of the purpose of becoming a disciple. We said it, but let's look at the scripture. Luke 6. He said, if you continue in my word, you'll be my disciples indeed, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Now that 32nd verse is quoted, much quoted. It's even quoted outside of Christian circles. You'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. But really, if you just pull it out like that, you can make it say something it doesn't say. Who's going to know the truth? He didn't just say everybody would know the truth. Who's going to, verse 31 said, if you continue in my word, you'll be my disciples indeed, and you'll know the truth. Who's going to know the truth? His disciples. Is everyone that goes to church a disciple of the Lord? No. No. We got a whole lot of folk that, you know, they say, I believe on Jesus. And they're believers, but they're just not willing to commit very much of their life to Him. And a disciple is one who stops asking the Lord to help me do what I want to do. And goes to the Lord and says, what do you want me to do? And is willing to lay aside all your plans, all your ideas, all your vision. I mean, and forget about them. And pursue him. And is willing to pay any price. To find and follow him. 
Can you say amen? amen? It requires a commitment beyond what many are willing to give. In Luke 6, he tells us the purpose of uh, becoming a disciple. Luke 6, verse 40, says the disciple is not above his master, but everyone that is perfect shall be as his master. The Amplified says the pupil's not superior to his teacher, but everyone when he's completely trained, readjusted, restored, set to rights, and perfected will be like his teacher. The English version says when he's completed his training, he'll be like his teacher. What's the reason for becoming a disciple? Well, who's the teacher? Who's the master? We're not just called only to believe on Jesus. We're called to become like Jesus. Are you with me, friends? We're not just called to believe on Jesus and go through life a carnal, weak, failing believer. We're called to become like the holy, faith-filled, obedient, Father-pleasing Jesus. Now, a lot of people don't even believe that's possible. A lot of church-going folk, they don't even believe that you could substantially become like Jesus. Oh, yeah, you know, maybe a little bit here and there. But basically, we're just old sinners saved by grace. And uh, we just try to hold on till we die or He comes. But to say that I'm going to be like Jesus in this life, they don't believe it. They think it's uh, trying to take too much on yourself and whatever the case might be. But the Bible says we are predestined. Turn there, Romans 8. Romans 8, 29. Romans 8, 29 says, For whom he did foreknow, he also did what? Predestinate to what? To be conformed to the image of His Son. What's an image? Image is what you see. An image is also a likeness. We're predestinated. What's our destiny? I mean from the moment before we were conceived in our mother's womb. God had a course planned for us. Oh, hallelujah. You know what the destination is? To be just like Jesus. Glory. Do you believe it's possible? He said we've been predestinated to be conformed. To the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn. Now he used to call in other places the only begotten. And at one time he was the only begotten. He was the only one like him. But not anymore. (laughs) Now there are many begottens. You're one of them. I'm one of them. And he is not the only begotten. Now he is the first begotten of many brethren. Glory to God. And Hebrews said he's not ashamed 
to call us his brothers. Oh, we don't know what that is. We don't know how big that is. In the Psalms, it talks about that the angels said, What is man that you're mindful of him? Angels are amazing creatures. <laughs> and in watching God create us and what he's done with us and for us and how he interacts with us and how he loves us, they said, what is this man that God is doing all this? He's treating them different than he treats us. I'm angels are not family. Sometimes people talk about, you know, somebody died and went to heaven. And a person said, you know, I've heard preachers say, well, you know, the Lord needed another angel. And so he called this one to him. You don't become an angel when you die. That'd be a demotion. No. Angels are sent to be ministering spirits for those who shall be heirs of salvation. They're supposed to help us. We're not created in an angel class. We're created in the God class. Oh, now that makes the devil mad when you say something like that. Oh, and religious people get so upset. You're not God. You're not. I didn't say I was God. But if you're a son of God, you're in the God family. And this is something, man, it just, you know, it's obviously chased the devil and religious people that listen to him. It's obvious who they're listening to. They said the same thing to Jesus. They picked up stones. I, you know, you read that... Uh, the accounts of John, for instance, and several times it says, and they were about to stone him. I guess these guys carried rocks in their pockets. I don't, I don't know. The things that come up and say, ah, oh, they're about to stone him. Ah, right, let me get my rock. And he said, why? Why are you going to stone me? For which of these good works, these healings and miracles he had done, are you going to stone me? They said, for a good work we stone you not, but for blasphemy, because you being a man, make yourself God. And he said, isn't it written in your own law? I said, ye are gods. That didn't faze them a bit. Same today. There's a whole lot of people, they get all bent up and stirred up about stuff. You can quote them scripture. It's like you didn't say a word. Had a woman came up to me one time after a service and she said, well, you know, that so-and-so thing you said. She said, that can't be right. And she's talking about a verse I read. And I said, why? She said, well, because, you know, the song says... I said, the what? She said, the song. It's just like the old song says. She's quoting me a song. I read scripture to her. <laughs> and she doesn't see it. <laughs> well, that's what Jesus said. The traditions of men have made the word of God of none effect. And we really have to watch about traditional beliefs versus biblical beliefs. Someone says, well, I feel strongly about it. And that just means nothing. I don't care how strongly you feel about it, it don't make it true. Yes, but I feel very strongly. <laughs> I don't make it any more true. <laughs> you could be very wrong. <laughs> Go with me, please, to 1 John 3. 
1 John 3. The Lord is good to us, isn't he? Isn't he merciful to our ignorance? We've all been wrong about stuff. And we all of us, the person that has the most revelation and knowledge, just knows in part. If you only know in part, that means there's parts you don't know. And that's where you get in trouble. That's where the problems come in. 1 John 3, 1 says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called, what? The sons of God. How many know if you're a son, you're in the family? Are you in the family of God? If you're born again, that's what you were born into. Call the sons of God, therefore the world knows us not, because it knew him not. They don't know who we are. If they did, they'd treat us different. But they don't know who we are, because they don't know who he is. And you know, the more you love the Lord, the better you treat his people. I said, the more you love the Lord and know him, the better you treat his people. If you love God, you love his children. Verse 2, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. When? Not when we get to heaven. Now. We're the sons of God right now. And it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be, we shall be like him. Now, it didn't say we'd become like him when we saw him. Come on, did you see this? What did it say? All this work he's been doing on us all these years, we're going to put it together. When we see him, not by faith. Oh, come on now. When we see him, like you're seeing me, like I'm seeing you, and much clearer and much better, we're going to go, Glory to God. (laughs) I am like you. (laughs) There's going to be a whole lot of familiarity. All these things we've been learning and seeing. How many remember that Jesus' disciples found, he had to tell them this. And he kept talking about the Father, the Father, the Father. And one of them finally said, well, show us the Father. We want to see him. And he looked at him and said, have I been all this time with you and you don't know me? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. See, they didn't realize, and of course they're all in heaven now. But they didn't realize that if they had popped out of their body right then and met the Father, they'd have said, oh, I already know you. Glory to God. And when we see Him, we're going to go, Glory to God. We will be. Didn't say we'd become at that moment. We will be. Like Him. Are you there? Like Him. For we shall see Him as He is. Now this is very significant like everything in the Word. We shall see Him as He is. Say it out loud. We shall see Him. As he is. is. Say it again. We shall see him. him. 
as he is. If you're going to be a disciple and become like the master, of course, like we said, there's a commitment required beyond what a lot of people are willing to pursue and give. But you've got to believe you can become like him, and you must be willing to pay, give up, sacrifice, do anything to become like him. But the actual process is that you've got to first see him. You can't become like him until you see him. Somebody say, see him. You must see him as he really is. Go to John 14, please. While you're turning to John 14, well, you're there close by, so just back up to John 12. We can just go from one to the other. John 12 and 21. Well, verse 20. John 12 and 20. There were certain Greeks among them that came up to worship at the feast. And the same came therefore to Philip, which was of Bethsaida of Galilee, and desired him and said. What they say? Sir, we would see Jesus. When a person gets enlightened, that's what they get hungry for. And when you get a taste of him, you know what you want? More. <laughs> and when you get a glimpse of him, you know what you want? You want to see more. It's always been this way. There is nobody and nothing so amazing, so wonderful, so great and good and fine and fun and life as God. Nothing. Nothing compares. Nothing. He's always been that way. You know, uh, Moses got to hanging around him and seeing some glimpses here and there of him and hearing a little bit of him. And after a while, you remember what he cried out? God, show me your glory. I'm just seeing little bits and pieces. I want to see you. An old friend, you ever get much of a glimpse of him, you'll get exactly the same way. You'll say, oh, 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 come on now, not, let's not stop there. <laughs> Let me see the whole thing. And basically God said, uh, you can't handle the whole thing. <laughs> Nobody can see me and live. In our current mortal state, you can't get a full-blown image of God. You can't just look full on the creator sitting on the throne. Something would happen to you. I guess you just, <laughs> you wouldn't be mortal anymore and you can't keep living like this. But one of these days, one of these days, you and I are going to stand right before the throne of the almighty. We're going to look on him with no veil or no cover. Oh, what that's going to be like. We don't know. We can't really imagine it. But it's going to be better than anything we've ever experienced. Hmm? No material possession can touch it. No drug can touch it. Nothing can touch it. And all the things people are doing to try to fill up that hole in them that only God can fit is just a poor, 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 poor substitute for the real thing. You believe that? Well, he said... 
show me your glory. And he said, you can't see me. You can't see my face. He said, but there's a place I'll put you. And then I'll pass by and I'll keep my hand over you so you don't get blown away. And then after I pass, I'll move my hand and you can see my back. You can handle a look at my back, but that's about all you can take. And uh, I mean, doesn't go into any detail about it, but how many think he was greatly blessed <laughs> to experience what he did in the glory of God? Well, today, can we see him? Well, not with our eyes. But can we see him? How did Jesus train his disciples? How did he train the twelve? How did they become like him? They were with him day and night, weren't they? They saw him. They heard him. They fellowshiped with him. And in seeing him and hearing him and being with him, they began to be transformed, didn't they? Now this is not so, they didn't just do this on Sunday morning. They were with him morning, noon, and night for years, weren't they? That's what it means to be a disciple. Go with me to, uh, hold your place there in John, and go to uh, 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians, 3rd chapter. Before you can become like him, what has to happen? What has to happen? Before you can become like him, what has to happen? You must see him. I said you must see him. 2 Corinthians, the third chapter, verse 17. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with open face, that means nothing covering our face, beholding as in a glass or a mirror, What are we looking at? The glory of the Lord. Now let's just stop right here. Who is the glory of the Lord? Jesus is the glory of the Lord. Did you know that? He is the express image of the Father and His glory. Let me read that to you from Hebrews. Hebrews 1, don't turn there, but Hebrews 1, 3 says, Who, talking about Jesus, being the brightness of His glory and the express image of His person and upholding all things by the word of His power. When He had by Himself purged our sins, He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Jesus is the brightness of His glory. He is the image of his person. When you've seen Jesus, you have seen the glory of God. He is the glory of God. And here's the great truth in this scripture, 2 Corinthians. As you behold him, you are transformed into what? Into what you're looking at, (laughs) which is him. Oh, are you excited about this at all? Look, 2 Corinthians 3. But we all, verse 18, with open face, beholding, looking, like in a mirror, at the glory of the Lord, we are changed into the same image, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Now, we've talked about this before. 
as you sit here right now, this morning, how much like Jesus are you? 90% conform to Jesus? 50%, 40%, 12.5% like Jesus? Well, you're somewhere, aren't you? And most everybody would agree, no, I need to become a lot more like Him. Which means you need to change. You need to change. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to change. A lot. You need to change. Now, if you got any smarts, you'll say, I know it. I know that's right. So why would people be so shocked when something comes up that they see they need to change? Well, I've changed five things last week. So you're telling us you have arrived already at 100% total Christ-likeness and don't need to change anymore. Say it again. I need to change. change. A A lot. A lot. Which means you need a lot of instruction, a lot of correction, even some rebuke once in a while. And it depends on how much you want to be like Him. How much can you become like him? Well, how much correction can you take? Because when you get huffy and you get tired of being corrected and you get tired of being told you need to change, well, that's it. You can't become any more like Jesus. You're stuck. You're stopped. But looking at him, beholding him, has the miraculous power to change you. From who and what you are into who and what He is. Oh, come on, do you see this? This is wonderful. This is wonderful. Can you see Him now? Yes, you can. How do we behold Him now? He's writing to New Testament believers that are just like us. Jesus had already ascended. He had already gone to be with the Father and sat down at the right hand, just like with us today. We walk by faith, though. Even though we don't see Him, we believe in Him. How can you behold someone you can't see? You can. By faith. We can look for Him in this book. Can't we? Can you see Him as you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? You hear Him. It's his very words. You see him doing things. You see him responding and reacting. Can you see him in the gospel accounts? Can you see him in the book of Acts? It's him manifesting through Peter and John, right? And Paul, it's him. They're vessels, but it's him. In fact, it was so much so that when these miracles started happening, even the unbelievers took note that they had been with Jesus. Why? Because they looked like him. They sounded like him. They acted like him. They were true disciples of the Lord. And what's coming through Paul and through Peter in these epistles? How many know you can see Jesus in Peter? Talking about the writing. In these writings of 1 John, 2 John, can you see Jesus in Hebrews? Oh, if you got your eyes open, it's here. It's all about him. How many know you can see Jesus in the Psalms? You can see Jesus in Genesis. You can see Jesus in 1 Kings and 2 Chronicles. It's all about Him. It's all about Him. Jesus is everything. He's all in all. 
I'm stirred up about Jesus. I said, I'm stirred up about Jesus. I want to emphasize Jesus more in this church. I want to talk more about Jesus. I want to glorify and magnify Jesus. Do you? I think some folks have gotten away from that. In some other places and being distracted and talking about other things too much. How many understand? Jesus is everything. He's everything. There is no salvation without Him. There's no deliverance. There's no anything without Him. He's everything. And how are you and I going to change and grow up and develop and get free? We've got to become like Him. We've got to change. How are we going to do that? We've got to see Him. I said we've got to see Him. How are we going to see Him? By looking in His Word. And by His Spirit revealing Himself to us. Go with me to John. You're holding your place over there in John 14. He tells us exactly how it's going to happen. John 14. He said. Verse 15. If you love me. What? We should not let that go past us real quick. If you love me. What Jesus say? Tell me you love me every day. No. If you love me, how will I know it? Keep my command. I'll pray the Father. He'll give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. That's how we're going to see Jesus. We got the spirit of Jesus in us to reveal Jesus to us 24-7 every day of the year. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it what? Doesn't see him. Why aren't they like him? They don't see him. Neither knows him. But you know him. For he dwells with you and shall be in you. I'll not leave you comfortless. I will come. Yet a little while and the world sees me no more. Do you hear he's talking about seeing him? But you what? The world will see me no more. Why? He's gone. He left here. He ascended on high. They can't see him. A lot of them believe he doesn't exist. He said, they'll see me no more, but you see me. Somebody say, I see him. They don't see him, but I see him. Even though he's gone, even though he's in heaven, yeah, I still see him. Because I live, you shall live also. At that day you'll know that I'm in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He that has my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me. That's the second time he said it. Now this is very significant. If you love the Lord, how will we know? You will love his words. You will reverence His words. You will receive His words. And you will do His words. Why was David a man after God's own heart? How can we see David loved God? He loved His word. He marveled over God's word. He treasured His word. You can see a person's heart for God by their love for His Word. When He says He commands you to walk in love, if you love the Lord, you don't forget that by the afternoon. You keep it in front of your face night and day, and you said, the Master told me this. This is precious. This is life. 
This is everything to me. You treasure his words. He that has my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me. And he that loves me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and will what? And will what? What's the key to this whole thing? you got to see him. How am I going to see him? Here's something people have missed it on. I myself have missed it on it. Begging the Lord to show himself to you is a waste of time. Because he told you how he's going to show himself to us. You must have done the same thing, huh? (laughs) Lord, let me see you. Lord, I want to see you. Lord, show yourself to me. Lord, I want to see you. He didn't say he would show himself to the person that begged the longest and the loudest. Or asked a hundred thousand times. Who did he say he would show himself to? Those that loved and heard and received and respected and kept and did his words. You don't even have to ask him to reveal himself to you. All you got to do is do this. And he already said, I will manifest myself. One translation says, I'll let myself be clearly seen by him. Oh, now come on, we know more about this now. As if he lets himself be clearly seen by me, what's going to happen to me? I'm going to be changed into his likeness and image. Oh, do you believe it? Keep reading. I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Judas said to him, not Iscariot, another Judas, Lord, how is it that you'll manifest or show yourself to us And not to the world. Oh can you see this whole passage here. He said the world can't see me. But you're going to see me. And that puzzled them. And yet he said he's leaving. So how are you going to see him if he's gone? And even then. Not everybody can see him. Some not going to be able to see him. Some can see him. How many know it's that way right now? Right now. Some don't see him at all. To some people it's like there is no Jesus. Others see him well. He's more real to them than human people that they're around. Glory to God. Who gets to see him? Who gets to see him? He said, how? Lord, how are you going to do that? How are you going to show yourself to us? And you're not going to show yourself to the world. Jesus answered and said to him, this is the third time. Third time. If. A man loves me. He will what? He will keep my word. And that doesn't just mean that you keep some Bible books at your house. (laughs) It means you read your chapter and then some. And you think you meditate in his word night and day. And you think about his word. You look in his word. You ponder his word. You treasure his word. You value his word. And whatever you understand about what to do, you do it. You do it. You do it. And if you don't do that, the truth is, you don't love him like you say you do. And you're not a disciple. He said, if a man love me, he will keep my words. My father will come to him, will love him, and will come to him and make our abode with him. What does that mean? We'll move in with him. 
Me and the Father will move in. How many know if you live with somebody, you're going to see them? You live in the same house with somebody, you're going to run across them. That's what he said. He said, I'm going to show myself to you. I'm going to move right inside with you. You're going to see me. Oh, glory to God. You're going to see me. And tell me what happens when you see him, when you see him, when you see him. You're changed into what you're seeing. Glory to God. He that loves me not keeps not my sayings. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. Glory to God. Stand up on your feet, friends. Let's give praise to the Lord this morning for showing us how to become like Him. Showing us how to be a disciple of the Lord. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hearts. Begin to praise the Master. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness to us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Sit out loud. Lord, I do love you. And I treasure your words. Forgive me for not giving them the proper respect. Not heeding them at any time. In the past, I want to see you. And you told me how. So I will seek you in your words and by your spirit. And I will keep your words and do them by your grace. And I thank you for showing yourself to me and making me like you. Hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.